Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of People and Penny. So uh, today we have the amazing Michael. Michael, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to read your surname. <laughs> but you know, I think- I will know one. I will know one. It's even hard. No, no. So instead of the L, it's N. So I will know one. I will know one. Okay. So we have the amazing Michael and I will know one here today. So uh, Michael, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Just tell us about yourself. Um, hi, everyone. Um, hi, Funke. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Michael Awonowa. I'm the founder and CEO of MIGD. Um, so MIGD is a, a design firm, a design firm that works out of Lagos, Nigeria. And we work with major startups and multinationals, multinationals businesses in Nigeria to help them achieve their workplace goals, workplace, workplace efficiency, workplace productivity, anything I'm revolving around how to make their people work better. That's where we come in. Oh, how to make people work better. It's great. That sounds really amazing. Um, so why did you start Nipti and when did you start? When was the light bulb moment for you? Mm. There was one. So there, are two, yeah, there are two stories. There's the first one that's like bands, and there's the more serious one. I want everything. I like to think that we <laughs> like started it twice. Um, so the first one was back in 2017. Then I was working for a firm with a, someone I respected a lot. Um, and then I, was, I had just negotiated a salary. I was young. Um, and let me bring about just let me put the background to it. So my background is architecture, and architects don't anywhere in Nigeria. Average salary of architects in Nigeria as of 2017 was 80,000. Today it's still around that range. In fact, I finished school in 2015. Then the dollar was, I think, 156. The average salary then was 80,000. Dollar is almost 500 a day, and it's still 80,000. Mm-hmm. So, so then I had friends then that did not have good jobs, good paying jobs. And I told them, well, there's vacancy. They're like, oh, reach out to these people. Because I had this word um, belief that if you're good enough, you'll find space. Mm-hmm. And so they told me, oh, my applied is not working. And so one day I just decided to start applying to firms. And then there's a particular one, I don't want to mention them, but they're quite big. They've done some of the biggest buildings in Nigeria. The MD sold the company to me, the um, CEO sold like two different people that are like top professionals. Mm-hmm. As that, I was like, oh, so maybe, maybe there's something there. Let me test this out. Let me test out this theory. Let me start a company and see if I can. The same way people can perceive the value and bring it to the table. Let me see clients will see the same thing. So it started out as a dare to myself and that, <clears throat> sorry. And if it doesn't work out, I'll pack my bags and go to Canada, literally, literally what I said. And so that's, that's, that's the first story of the day. So the second one is more like in 2019. So when I started, I started um, with the visual. I started, I tried to just get into the industry because architecture is a legacy profession usually it takes you a long time before you get find any new way. So you find out the biggest firms in the country are 
20, 30, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, how do I achieve what a 60-year-old firm has achieved in five to 10 years? And so we started with, how do I get to the industry early? So it started from visualization, then architecture, then design and build. So 2019, we had just finished the Softcom office. Okay. It wasn't that much of a big deal to me because it was a stress. It was a long, long-term project. Mm-hmm. But when we finished, the reception we got from it, especially from tech industry, from it was like massive. And I was like, oh, so maybe there's something here. And so then that's when we did then started because it now made sense to okay. So I think we should target these people. And so from there, Softcom, TDVS, there's and pharma, that's where it started from. So that if you, if I'm going to give a story as to when we just started from 2019, but the real one is it started as a day in 2017. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting story. I'm glad you told us both the stories. 2017 to 2021. So um since then up till now, has the journey been yeah. for you personally? And like what had what has what have been the challenges that you faced and that you did not see coming? What challenges? I think one big challenge for me, one uh, that's the eye of now is not everybody can work 24-7, especially mm. if their contract is nine to five. So when I started, I, I more or less worked 24-7. I could sleep during the day and work at night. It was just a one-man show. And then when we became five, I realized I did not have that luxury. So that was like, a, that was a night of now. That was me coming into the year. So I, I did not work for someone for long. I worked with another company for seven months after, after school. Um, and they just jumped into starting a company. So I think that that was one challenge. And then, so Migdi has grown quite fast. Um, when we started, it was one. So year on year, it was one, maybe one, three, five, this time last year, we were about seven. Now, we're like 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well so done. the bigger you get, the more, thank you very much. The bigger you get, the more responsibilities need to kick in. Now, an HR is very important. Now, an operations person is very important. All of a sudden, an admin person is not a luxury anymore. So I think those are the challenges of fun. Like the bigger you go, the more the bigger your challenges. So I, I usually, I thought it was the opposite. Well, yeah. it's not. I thought it was the opposite as well. Man. <laughs> and I think a lot of people make it seem like, yeah, it's the opposite. It's like when you just get bigger, when you improve, everything gets smoother and gets easier. But then you still have to put in work to meet up with demand. Yeah. And, you know, to grow even yeah. bigger. Hmm. So what was... That was one misconception you think people have about owning a small business or running a small business in Nigeria? Uh, I think people think it's fun. Because <laughs> it's not. Because <laughs> it's not. Because, um, um, well, it, it depends anyway. So, Midi is predominantly B2B. So, working with businesses that are bigger than us. Yeah, a number of times work with startups that maybe are like similar to our size. But once in a while, we work with um, the BACs, the mutual benefits, the PWCs. And those guys, 
it's it's a different ball game because everything is set up to have them win. Everything is set up. So you, if you don't bring your A game, you find that you start to make a lot of sacrifices. You start to burn bridges. So that misconception about it's being more fun. Yeah, that 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 was that was weird. Another thing is, um, I think people think money, I think it's the money part. It might vary with different people. <laughs> but if you're bootstrapping, it's not all rosy. Yeah, salary, that end of the month where everybody's excited about. It's, it's the exact opposite for you every single time. So uh, I think that, that's one misconception. People think, oh, you come and you become your own boss. But you literally just become your client's staff. That's literally what happens. Your staff becomes your client's staff. That's especially if you're that's for a B2B. So it's that's one big misconception. Yeah, interesting about becoming your client's staff and you know having to assert someone. I, I do think a lot of people feel like it might be fun and then you're just on top of the world because you own a business and you're the one paying yourself salary and all of that. Okay. Um, so what are your thoughts on starting a business with a loan? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think it depends on it depends on the size of the loan. Hmm. Because that's, that's that's I think that's a difficult question. So if you if you say you get a loan from a family member, that's a different case. They give you have like your your tenure is is long term. You pay mm. back where you want to pay back, something yeah. like that. But you, I, I I would not exactly recommend um, doing that, starting a business with a loan, except there's a surefire way of you paying back that loan. Because mm-hmm. the thing about starting a business is the day you start, your business plan is, is thrown out of the window of the business, especially in Nigeria. Your business plan is, is outdated. That's the mm-hmm. truth. Now, Why do you say so? Uh, like, I'm this scenario. Because nobody puts in their business plan that they're not going to succeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the truth is, most businesses die out. Like, most businesses die out before their third year. So, but everybody's business plan says they are going to make big bucks. So it never quite works out like you plan it. And let me give you a scenario. Imagine your business predominantly runs on social media, say Twitter, for example, and you took out a loan. And then what happened with the Twitter ban happened? Like what happens there? So it's, it, I think it's, you really, you need to have like a surefire way of paying back that loan. It needs to be like a proper plan. It can't be vibes before yeah. you take a loan to start a business. Your vibes are yeah. inshallah. <laughs> uh, true. Yeah. Um, I asked because, you know, one of the things we do at Penny is we give our loans to business owners, those that want to start an existing business owners as well. But we give out asset loans in the way that, you know, you, you don't get the money and then get to squander it on something else. You get the money and it goes directly into your business. Maybe you're buying... Um, a new car for your business or you know you're just buying a new product that will help you produce better and help you function better so but you know I completely agree you know a loan is not just something we just get for the vibes of it 
or when you're not yeah. completely sure or about your business and even when you're sure there are risks gone there needs to be a way to yeah. give back yeah yeah yes yeah um so it, it it makes sense if you're getting a loan for assets yeah, yeah. These, are, these are tangible assets that you can so even if everything goes bad you have those assets to perhaps sell do you get yeah or if you say you're running a consulting agency or something that's very much human capital and take a loan to pay salaries a problem that's... yeah sure sure mm. so um you mentioned the size of your team right has grown over the years so i'd like to know what you yeah. look out for in an in an employee or a team member or what you prefer to um call your people before hiring them and you know bringing mm. them to in the company. So more often than not, we don't we hire people that don't exactly fit the bill. So if I look at my team now, more often than not, most of the people people are doing things that they either evolved to or it's just a subset of what they know they can do. And I, I, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so um how would I describe it? So for example, if you need a like for example now, so our designers are more or less like the they are the biggest assets to the team. Mm-hmm. So our um, interior designers, architects, um, graphic designers, identity designers, because they, they develop everything we build. They are the first contacts, usually the first contact of our clients. So one thing I look out for is um, oh let's let's say an ingenious way, an ingenious approach to work. Because, you know, like I said, we're trying to pull off what people have done in 60 years, in five years. So if you're coming with the mindset of how a 60-year-old company runs, you probably will not fit in. Because usually, like, so in legacy, um, legacy, it's too much set way to work. Same thing in architecture. There are standards you need to do. You finish your school, and then you work on that song for two years, and then you get your certificate. You get your accreditation, you become an architect in quotes. And then, so there, it's like a long-term process. And what we're trying to do is, okay, how do we reduce this drastically? Mm-hmm. Like this long process doesn't work. So anybody coming in must be someone that thinks differently. I think that's the first step. So I usually have a chat with them, find out what they think about, what they dream about, what worries them. And if I find out that they are very much like, every other person then night usually doesn't work so this is it before we even talk about or what you can actually do it's how you can think first and i don't know if that makes sense because if you go in as a small person if i'm working in a top firm i probably will not interface with clients like in, when i say top firm, like a big firm probably will not interface with clients at this age but when you bring in people that are in their early 20s and interfacing with clients with top executives from multinationals. Mm. So there's that steep learning curve that if you don't have a different way of thinking, it's going to be a challenge. And we'll just be setting up for failure. So mm. it's, I think it's the mindset thing first. Mindsets, how you think. That's the first thing I personally look out for before. And there are some rules that obviously I don't need that. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a scene in your thing. There's a that I don't, I don't bother. 
talking to the person, but more often than not, if it's a role that is key to how the business will run or how the business will evolve or how we connect to clients, have the first chat with the person. Mm. Interesting. It's very interesting because, I mean, there's an obvious, when I say problem, especially with the age and the time you need and the experience you need in um, your company and you found a way to sort of solve that problem or like bridge that gap with in terms of the steps that you um, the people that you're getting on board and that's very smart yeah that's great thank you thank you very much welcome so um how do you deal with bad days as you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay so uh, as if well bad days come in, in. <laughs> How do I deal with bad days? Okay, so one thing I'm trying out now is I'm on a part-time leave. Okay. Which means I work when I absolutely need to work. I've been on it for like three weeks now. Because I think we tend to find out that when you're the owner of the business, like the stress is all on you. Everybody gets to go at five. But even if you go, you're still technically working. So bad days, I just, I, I zone out. If I can leave the office, I leave the office, zone out, do my phone, do my stop, go and watch something or sleep. Sleeping, watch me. watch mm-hmm. something, watch a series and sleep. Um, I don't go out a lot. So that's never usually an option for me. But more often than not, if there's a bad day, I just hand over whatever I'm doing to someone and I'm sure would hand it over. Yeah. And then just take a break. And there's sometimes where you can't take a break and then you just have to soldier on. Mm-hmm. And then just take an extended break when you're done. True. Ah, dealing with bad days is not easy. They say you don't go out a lot. Yeah, but how, how do you deal with bad days? <laughs> me? Yeah. Well, no one has asked me back before, but that's interesting. So... I mean, basically, yeah, I try to analyze what went wrong, first of all, and how how it can be prevented in the future, you know, because, yeah, there'll be bad days, but there are certain things that can be avoided. So if that's if it's yeah. a problem that can be avoided in the future, then I'm going to take note of that. I usually sort of zone out. I'm somewhat good with time management, so <laughs> I can, but I'm not the best, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really have like deadlines that I can't meet up with. So that gives me time to be able to zone out and just take care of myself. I get ice cream and I drink wine and watch a movie, basically. Nice. Yes. Yeah, that works. That works. That works, right? So um, yeah, what's unique about your business? What's unique about me being? What's, what's, what's that thing? What's, what, what's going to make me give? The contract of you know keeping my company, my office. Um. So like, a, it's our approach. It's our approach to work. Um. So I realized. Um. So it's part of the things that even gave me, like, a ginger, like how to communicate value. So I realized um, most, and this is these are USP, these are selling points, so it's, it's out there already. Most um, companies 
play the beauty game. I don't know if that means, I would explain what I mean. Okay. Um, so when I say they play the beauty game, so when you bring in someone to, usually now, so if your company gives you a task to, to get in someone to design your office space, and they give you a budget of 20 million, more often than not, the management knows what, they have an idea of what 20 million should make them. So if they're investing 20 million, they know exactly where that 20 million is coming out from and how to put it back in. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that money is coming from profit. So how do you convert it to profit and how do you make 20 million an investment and not an expense? Mm. But the problem is most interior designers or most design firms don't help you with that problem. So they design the space. They might do something out of this world, something amazing, but they don't connect it to how you can make money. So in the end, that problem is still your problem. Mm. And more often than not, people don't know that you could actually discuss and work around this problem with your designer. I, I don't know what I'm saying makes sense. Yeah, it does. So it's like designing, it's like getting a UI UX designer or a developer to design your website. And then he puts in some fancy things and then tells you, so I'm done. And then you're like, okay, how does this convert users? I'm like, oh, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what is happening. So how we, from our first conversations, we try to bring it in from, okay, what are your goals? goals in terms of monetary terms, uh, goals also in terms of like what are you trying to achieve with this office? Let's work together because you find out that most times when the CEO, usually the CEO gives, sometimes the group HR, the head of admin that is in charge of that project, they give them the brief, design, get work on my office, this is 50 million, in two years you must make this 50 million back. By the time the brief is getting to the design firm, you've taken out the money part. So that's, it's almost like you, you then have to go and figure out how to do, take whatever the designer has given you and use it to make money. So we come from the opposite direction. Let's talk about the money. Let's walk from how do we, what are you trying to use this money to do? Are you trying to double this money? So let's design something that doubles that money for you. So the conscious effort between our team and the client's team, ensuring they achieve their goals. To the point where there have been scenarios where we've told people, no, don't do that. It looks good. It will be good in pictures, but it doesn't help you achieve your goal. It's technically us losing money. But if it helps the clients make money and achieve their goals, they'll call you back. So that's our selling. So that's, that's how we've been able to grow very, very fast because we're just, it's just our fourth year. I was working on projects that we typically find companies that have 20 years experience should be working on. So it's that approach because we know we can then walk into any executive meeting and come out looking like we belong there and not like some young lads that are getting a favor. Or I, I don't know what I'm saying makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. I do even know that, you know, space can make you money or, you know, you know that designers are are like responsible. Uh, I don't know how to place it, but that's amazing. And I can see why, you know, you would grow with the mindset and the strategies that you've put in place to help your clients make sure that they get, they get the best products possible. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you think it would be different if Nipi was in another, country, in another country, if he were doing this in another country, in terms of growth and, you know, just the recognition? Hmm. Hmm. I think that, that, so it's yes and no. Okay. Yes, because we're in Nigeria. That's, I think that, I think that answers everything. <laughs> so if another country, another, let me see. I, I rather not, <laughs> not speak, but yes, yes, when another country, most likely, um, it will do better. Yeah. No, because because Nigeria is in the state that it is, there are so many opportunities here that we can't get anywhere else. Mm. So what we do here is not foreign. It took us time to think about it and arrive at that point, but it's not foreign, which means some people actually practice this and do it very well. So, if, but because nobody's doing it here, it seems like a novel idea. So I think that's one plus to being in Nigeria because there's like advancement is literally just coming to the country. So you can literally be the first, like first movers of whatever you're doing. So I think that's one big plus. That's why I, might, I will not, um, I'll be fine with being in Nigeria. Mm. Of course, there's still plans to expand. Yeah. Okay. But right now, Nigeria is helping us because you can be sure that if you walk into a bid for a project, and this is not to tackle anybody else, you can be sure that more often than not, that whatever we're presenting is better than anybody else. Mm. Not because I'm confident. Not, I, yeah, and there are two. <laughs> yeah, and there are two answers. There are two reasons for that. One, because we know our work is good and our people are good, and two, because we know the standard of work in the country is not all that. Mm. Mm. So it's, a, it's yes and no. Interesting. It's been amazing talking and um, speaking with you. Actually, yeah, learning a lot as well. So we'll be completing soon. Well, before I let you go, okay. I'd like you to tell us an interesting fact about yourself. Hmm, interesting fact. Yes. Keyword interesting. So I live a pretty boring life. I think. Uh, oh yeah, I have the best club box. Ah. It's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> but I like to think I have the best club box. In any room I find myself in. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the reasons why you're good with negotiating. Maybe, maybe. I need to I think it's interesting. Because, yeah, I need proof. Because it seems like, you know, very quiet and introverted and yeah, I'm in the best club. But anyways. Yeah, no, I, I am very introverted, but I can. I can be both. It does that I have like two, three hours in a day where I can't experiment before I run out of energy. But at times where I find myself in a house party or in a gathering, a TGIF, and then I just let loose for a while, two, three hours. Once I'm done, I'm going back home. But yeah, so it's those, it's those times I show myself. Other times mm. I'm just a quiet, simple person. Quiet, simple person. All right. 
um, it's really been great having you here and you know speaking with you. And you know, I love how you're very into your company, obviously, and what you have to offer, the value. Everything is just amazing. It's yeah. like Thank perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah. So before we let you go, I'd like you to tell us to give us any last words. It can be word of advice for someone that wants to start in the industry for a small business owner listening to this. So what would you say? Hmm. Advice. Uh, get a lawyer earlier. <laughs> Real friend. Real friend. It could be if you're big enough, pay a lawyer agency and put a lawyer agency in a retainer. Forget a lawyer earlier, especially if you plan to work with businesses. Because if you don't do that, you find out that you end up you lose a lot of money, you lose a lot of opportunities because of that. Lawyers are amazing. Okay, good mm. lawyers are amazing because they can protect you from a lot, especially in the climate that we're in, where like law firms have been on, actually law firms, courts have been on strike for like how long, right? So you can't even get the court case. Mm. So like lawyers can advise you on things that not necessarily would not, would scare you. There are, there are times where, so we've gotten some letters and we're like, oh, worried. And then the lawyer just comes in and is like, no, why, why is that like worried? It's just ignore it. So there's one thing I can say, get a law firm or get a friend that is a lawyer to look at your books, look at your contracts before anything. It will protect you like going forward. There's one thing I can that that's it. I learned this recently, that's, that's why I think it's, it's worth sharing. Wow, great. I, I think it's worth sharing and very important as well. Um, it's been amazing speaking with you, Michael. I won't know what. Mm, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, we'll, we'll have you on another season of the podcast. Oh, I love that. I love that. Looking forward to that. Thank All you right. very much for having me. Please tell us your social media handles for your, for, yeah, your personal social media handles and for the company as well. For people that would like to check you out. Okay, personal, it's M-A-W-N-O. M-A-W-N-O. A-W-O-N-O-W-O. On Instagram and on that website that I'm not on. Twitter. The one with the... The one with the band. The one with the logo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then um, MIDI is um, MIDI Designs. So MIDI, M-I-C-D-E-E Designs. D-E-S-I-G-N-S. Yes, that's one word. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something from their story. And if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, or, you're, or you plan on starting a brand in Nigeria, we are the best team to be by your side on your journey. Check out Penny.co to find out how to get started with us. So I'll see you next week Thursday for another amazing episode.